Were the kids always happy about working? No, they're teenagers, right? My kids are normal teenagers, just like yours are. And they don't always want to work. They don't always want to do their jobs. They're not like skipping and excited. Oh, yay, mom. Yes, I want to work for eight hours pulling up this floor with hard, heavy physical labor. Welcome to the Quiet Wealth Podcast, where we talk about money mindset, how not to be broke, simple step-by-step strategies to conquer your finances, and the entrepreneurial spirit that will get you there. Your host, Camilla Jeffs, has been a student of money for over 20 years. She started out broke and has built real wealth for her family through steps you can copy. Camilla is on a mission to help thousands of people just like you build true financial stability. Hello, and welcome back to the Quiet Wealth Podcast. I am very excited that you're here, excited to talk to you today about continuing our series about kids and money. And if you're new to Quiet Wealth, welcome. Here we talk about three pillars to building wealth. One is investing, of course, and we're going to teach you how to be a, a real investor, not just a you know pretend one. And second is building a business. You need to have a business in order to protect your wealth and really grow grow it. And third is generational wealth. We've been talking about generational wealth and how do you really teach and educate your kids on money, all factors. So if you missed my podcast, the last three podcasts were on how to teach your kids about money by age. So we did ages five to 11. Then we did ages 12 to 15. And finally, 16 to 20 just came out. So make sure you go back and listen to those episodes so you can understand exactly what we do to teach our kids about money and get them you know, learning all the financial concepts so they're set up for financial success and they don't have to go through the really big hardships that you know a lot of early adult people go through. So today I'm going to tell you a story about how we created investors out of our kids. So remember, we talk here about real investing. So I'm not just going to be talking about putting money into your 401k or just opening up a brokerage account and then you know putting $500 a month into that. It's a good way to start out. But once you're ready for level two, you've got to really get into the investing game. And so level two investing is, is a little bit more intense, but also gives you a lot better profit. So with our children, remember, we like investing in real estate and businesses. And so in real estate, we wanted to really teach our kids the hands-on part of real estate. So investing in real estate, you can invest as an active investor or passive, and you have to decide what's best for you. But for our children, and when you're young, it's a lot You can it's a lot easier to be active because you probably don't have very much money. Once you're a little bit older, you're in your 40s and 50s, you have significant funds to be able to invest. That's when you start in getting into passive investing. And so for us, you know, my husband and I were in our 40s, we do a mix of both. We do some active and some passive investing, and eventually it will probably go into all passive someday. So, but for the the kids, we really wanted to focus on helping them understand what an active being an active investor means. Now they've grown up with real estate. We've done a lot of different real estate properties. We have gone and we've done some flips. We've done some small multifamilies. So when even when they were really little, they were coming with us to the properties, helping us clean them, helping us get them ready for the new tenants, painting. They love painting, although they were terrible at it when they were little. And they also helped us mow lawns and keep the lawns trimmed, things like that. So they knew that mom and dad did real estate and they knew that that 
you know, we were part of it. Well, when they became teenagers, we decided it was time for the next level. And so we actually included our kids a lot in the work of a flip we did. So we had a live-in flip that we were doing when we lived in Arizona. And we decided to do a whole gut rehab of this property. And while we were living there, we involved the kids. So we taught the kids how to sheetrock, how to tile, how to lay flooring, how to do detail work, trim cabinets, putting together cabinets. We redid the fireplace. I mean, we did a lot of work with the kids and we taught them all the things on how they could do that. So we involved them from the very beginning in design choices. We helped them look at different design choices. We talked to them about the finances of it and how much money that we we were going planning to spend with the budgeting um, and and just really brought them along the journey. That journey took about a year. It was about a year process, and this actually happened right during COVID. So when COVID struck, and you know we could all just you could only be home in Arizona where I was living. We were not even allowed. No one was allowed to leave the house except for me to go get groceries or my husband to go get groceries. Like one of us could go get the food. Well, and everybody else had to be in side. And so it was really challenging time for a lot of parents. And I feel so blessed and grateful that we had this project to work on in our home. So the kids had something to do and they helped us and they worked on it and we worked through COVID and and we did that. Now I want to say something about this is that were the kids always happy about working? No, they're teenagers, right? My kids are normal teenagers, just like yours are. And they don't always want to work. They don't always want to do their jobs. They're not like skipping and excited. Oh, yay, mom. Yes, I want to work for eight hours pulling up this floor with a hard, heavy physical labor. No, they don't. They don't do that. And so my kids are just very normal. But one of the things that was important to us is that we teach them how to work and the importance of putting yourself into something and really working hard for it. So it was probably 50-50, right? 50% of the time they were grumpy about it. They didn't want to do it. They weren't motivated, but we were trying to teach them the difference between motivation and discipline also, because you yourself, you know, you're not always motivated to do things. You have to have the discipline and some before and then the motivation comes. You Motivation is kind of, it's very flighty. It's not something that just happens all the time to you when you're excited about something or you're going to do it. You have to have the discipline first. And that was something that was important for us to teach our kids. So anyway, let's fast forward the story a little bit. We worked really hard on this home. We got it prepared. We, we renovated everything from top to bottom and we sold the house. Now we sold the house and we made a six figure profit. And this was really exciting for our whole family. And then we used a tax strategy. And I've talked about this before in the, one of the last podcasts, but about income shifting. So when you own a business, which I own Steady Stream Investments, that is our family, that is our business that we have, you can hire your kids in your business and you can pay them a reasonable wage. And then you can shift any income from your business to your kids. Now, the tax laws always change. For us, it was around $12,000. So we decided that we were going to pay our children around $12,000 each for the work that they did in this property. So we have five children. So 12,000 multiplied by five is $60,000. So we were able to shift $60,000 to our children. And that is all that makes all that income 
tax free. Now you have to do it on the up and up. And we did. And so we actually, you know, deposited that money into their bank accounts. And I'm sure you can imagine kids getting $12,000 deposited into their bank accounts. And their eyes were wide, like, whoa, this is a lot of money. Because before then, they'd only had, I mean, they had just under around $1,000 or less in their bank accounts. So all of a sudden, their bank accounts jumped up. And we told the kids, all right, $12,000 just went into your account. 2000 of that is for you to spend on something you want, or you can save it for later, right? After we did our giving and our you know long-term savings, like we had always done with our kids, we told them they would have about $2,000 to spend on a big item that they've always wanted, right? So my son, he chose to buy a mountain bike. He's wanted a really nice mountain bike. And so we got, he got a nice mountain bike to use. And, and then we said the other 10,000 was going to be reserved for a real estate investment that we would all do together as a family. So then we talked about what or what should we go out and invest in? And we settled on buying a short-term rental. And we were looking at, because we wanted to have cash flow and we wanted the kids to experience what it's like to have passive income. And so with the short-term rental, we looked around, we looked all over the place. We were kind of looking in Colorado. We were looking, you know, we wanted a, a cabin is, is what we were looking at. We looked at beach homes too, you know, and, and just trying to figure out which one we want. But ultimately we settled on a cabin and we bought one that's in Oklahoma that's just a couple of hours away from our home. And the reason we did that is because we wanted to have one that we could use as a family. We wanted the kids to have, to see the tangible nature of their investment. This is really critical when you're working with children and they're investing because if it's not tangible, it's really hard for them to understand it and process it. So we ended up purchasing a short-term rental cabin each kid invested $10,000 into this the cabin and then me and my husband put in the rest. So each kid is now a 10% owner in a short-term rental. And that was important to us because we wanted them to have that experience of being an actual owner in real estate. And so what we do now, and the nice thing about this is that with with this, we have every year we do an evaluation and we've only owned it a couple of years. So we're just you know starting in on this journey and, and teaching our children about what it means to own it. We're teaching them what a profit and loss statement looks like so they can see what are what's the income that comes right how many people come into this and rent it for the night what's our nightly rate and how much money are we making from that and then they see the list of expenses so how much are we paying the property manager how much are we paying for utilities how much are we paying for the firewood for people to have a fire there all the different things that happen as far as expenses and then they can see the net profit. And then when we get a net profit, and because it's a short-term rental, remember short-term rentals are variable in their profit by month. They're not things that are going to be the same every month. So the passive income that we do, we, we you kind of have to reserve it. Just make sure you have good reserves before, before you start paying out. And we're teaching the kids about that as well. So we're going to be doing their first, the first payouts here at the end of the, at the end of 2022. And not only is that, we're going to be calculating what each child's net worth is because the property has appreciated a lot since we purchased it. And so now we can sit down and we can show them, okay, we purchased it. We show them all the numbers, right? We purchased for this. It's worth this now. And because you're 10% owner, here's the equity that's in that. Now your $10,000 has turned into, and it's going to be double or triple what they 
actually put into the project, which is pretty awesome, right? And so each child now owns part of that real estate investment. They're learning the next level investing, but also they get to use it. So we get to go there as a family. We get to go and make memories as a family in this place that we basically get to use for free because we invested into it and it pays us for to, to use it. And it's really fun. We've had their friends. We've invited their friends to come. We've invited our friends to come up. We've had family come up. And it's just a really fun thing to have that is also an investment. And it has turned into so many incredible conversations with my kids. And we've we've talked about making assets. So they know the language. They know what an asset is versus a liability. They know that this short-term rental is an asset. Now, when they ask for things like, mom, we want a four-wheeler. Can we get a four-wheeler? I'm like, well, is a four-wheeler an asset or a liability? They're like, liability. I said, but how could you turn it into an asset? And they're getting smart because they're getting, they're getting smart because they know I'm going to have this conversation with them if they ask for things. And so they are learning that if they wanted to buy a toy, right? Like a, like a four-wheeler or a boat or a jet ski wave runner, then they need to figure out a way to make it pay them. And that has all come from having this short-term rental because the reason we bought the short-term rental was that we wanted to use it as a family and we wanted it to pay us. And that is the power of real estate investing. So over the past, so they did this short-term rental. Now this last year, we decided to flip a house as a family. So we went out and we used private money and hard money to be able to go and get this home. And we've been working on it all summer. We were hoping it would just take the summer, but it took longer. And then the kids started school and all of a sudden we didn't have time to work on it. And so it took a lot longer than we wanted it to do because we were DIYing. We did hire out some of the work, but we did most of it ourselves because again, trying to teach the kids how active working and active income can turn into passive income. So we're going to do the exact same thing we did with them on the previous house with this flip. We're going to shift income to them. We're going to go out, we're going to invest in another short-term rental property for that we can own as a family. Each kid is going to be 10% owner in that and will benefit from having passive income and equity. This sets your kids up for future success, right? Getting them investing and investing early is just going to work wonders for them. Now, of course, a lot of people worry about investing with family, that that's a bad thing, but here, this is all contained within our family unit. We have an LLC, we have documents drawn up, everybody knows how much percent ownership they have in this property, and they also know that mom and dad make the decisions on the property, but they can definitely influence and help us decide that. Like, for example, we were trying to decide, should we do some renovations on the, the short-term rental? Should we add something here, add something there? But And we always consult the kids and we are allowing them to have a, a way for them to really in, have input into the property. So this method is so powerful. And if you can and get this and do this with your children, it's going to be amazing the conversations that you're going to be having and how they're going to be set up for success. And they they're just going to they're going to think about life differently from the get-go, which is really my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal is not necessarily to give them a ton of money to start their life out. It's to give them a ton of knowledge and the right mindset and view on 
the world and how money works and give them the tools they need to be able to work it so that they can be set up for success and make really good decisions in their early 20s rather than fall into all the pitfalls that happen to a lot of young adults in their early 20s. So if you love this, I am going to be teaching a masterclass soon, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. And it's going to be a masterclass on on kids and cash and what we're going to do. And it's going to be live. So you can join me live and ask all your questions that you may have about, about you know investing with kids or teaching your kids about money all those things about that that you may have on your mind right now. So make sure you join me there. And I'm excited to help you out and help your family to change your trajectory as well so that your kids can be set up for future financial success. So please reach out to me if you would like to talk about it. I do also offer one-on-one with families to help them actually go through this process and make sure their kids are set up and they understand what's happening so that when they go out on their own, They're not going to fall into these like pitfalls and they're not going to end up in mega debt, bankrupt and back in your house because that might not be the way you want it to go for them. Um, So thanks for joining. Please, if you have, if you know other families that have teenage children, get, send them this episode, send them the last couple episodes. They need to know this information so that we can get more kids trained and set up for really good success. Thanks for joining. Bye for now. Thanks so much for joining us on the Quiet Wealth Podcast. If you want more, head on over to camillajeffs.com slash podcast to get the show notes and dive into other juicy episodes. While you're there, be sure to grab the free guide to building wealth. And if you know a friend who is struggling with money, please send this episode to them. Let's share the wealth in as many ways as we can. Until next time, wishing you much success.